Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast where, guess what? We've got some sports to talk about this week. So it's going to be all sports and all Staredown. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. And Anthony Melafronte rounds out the foursome in Tampa. Let's go right, guys, into baseball. Let's start with baseball. We usually start with what, what happened this week, but baseball happened this week. And gosh, Bill, you mentioned it on our pre-show. The sounds of baseball, whether it's even the sounds of baseball or not, it's fun to hear. Just your initial thoughts. Let's go around the horn, get your initial thoughts on the opening of baseball, and then we'll kind of get into, into the leagues and into, into the games. Look, I, I, my, my opinion, it was a, a grand slam. Thank you very much. And uh, it was great seeing him back on the field. You know, when you're, when you got the tight shot from center field, looking in on the plate, you really can't tell, you know, you're all good. It's the only one that had that wide shot, you know, pop foul or a fly ball um, that you, you just see the crowd not there. Um, but man, I'm, I'm digging the piped in sound. I'm digging the announcers, even though they're, they could be thousands of miles away from the action. Uh, it's been wonderful. Todd, your thoughts on the, on the, you've been, you've been really tuned in on the Braves. Yeah, man, a uh, a plus ten out of ten. Even though Bill, it's now ten one right now. Um, uh, a plus Go ten raise. out of ten. <laughs> uh, love uh, Bill and I were talking beforehand. Um, Jeff Francoeur uh, is is recovering from COVID. He hoped to get him back soon, but Tom Glavin uh, is a color analyst for the Braves, and it's so awesome to have a Hall of Famer just listen to him and his his take. But no, awesome, love it. Been watching as much as I can. Um, and joking with Bill before, Braves won 14-1 to yesterday against the Mets, and now uh, baseball uh, is fickle. So now they're down 10-1 in the sixth inning, Bill, or is it I only might the, fifth? Be the fifth? So, yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Love it, Sean. Love it. Mal, you had the spotlight on Thursday, uh, Thursday night, kind of the Yankees in the spotlight versus the Nationals. Only game in town, only game in the world, really. Uh, just your thoughts on the opening of the season and your, and your Yanks. No, Ed. My Yankees are looking pretty good. I'm kind of excited. We have uh, pitching didn't look so great yesterday, but just having baseball back, watching Thursday night until it started pouring was was wonderful. Um, being able to switch from that game to the game out west was also wonderful. But the best part for me was getting up Saturday morning and reading the box scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed that. I forgot how much I like it. Uh, you know, looking at the standings, looking at the box scores, I have something to do every morning now when I get up. I, it's, it, there's, there's a certain rhythm to reading a box score that just gets my day off to a great start. Yeah, no, you may be dating some of our younger listeners, right? Well, I, I watch part. your post, Mal, and it's, it's kind of funny when you think about it, but, you know, when you're just perusing through them every day, you kind of just look for maybe a couple of your favorite players or maybe guys you have in your fantasy league. Um, but I, I got to guess on Saturday when you have the dogs there and your cup of coffee – you kind of were like pouring through like, okay, three doubles. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was at the Orioles. Okay. And you're, you're, Oh, looking at the, you know, I mean, you're looking at who the umpires were and you're, you know, you're just looking some at some of the players are right. I mean, there's, it's been a long time since we played baseball and yeah. we played baseball, I guess, back in October, November for the world series and the playoffs. And you knew who those teams were, but now there's guys on the white Sox that are like, you know, I haven't heard of there's guys on the, the there's a various teams that have players who are playing and are obviously pretty good who I want to familiarize myself with. And that, that part of it was fun. So the box score was, it was, they were just fun to read. They just didn't look at the Yankees. I'm not in our fantasy league this year. We put it on hold. So I'm not looking for my fantasy players first. 
I'm just familiarizing myself with the rosters of the players with of the teams, which I love. That's that's yeah. an interesting point, Anthony. It's you know I, you know our league started in 1987, right? And and the only thing that made that league stop was COVID 19. Yeah, mm. so we'll be back mm-hmm. next year, but we we don't have a season this year. And it's the first time yep. in, I mean, 34 years I haven't you know 34 seasons I haven't uh, had a fantasy team. So wow. then you can relate to that, Bill. Right? You get up in the morning. You look for your. Well, you looked at the Padres. You, remember. you looked at the Rays, but you also look for your players. Yeah, right? but he's got to remember. You have. Now, when I first started this thing in '87, right? You had to wait for the newspaper, right? And we lived on nice the West day, Coast, yeah. thank God, because you got to see yeah. every box score. I don't know how the hell you did on the East Coast. You never late got a game. single box score from game, a West yeah. Coast game, yeah. yeah. So we we'd have everything, but now you know, go, fast forward for the last decade and a half, when I'm watching a game, if the if there's a base hit, it updates on my team four seconds later on CBS yeah. Sports. I mean, yep. it is a whole nother world. Yeah. But, but the uh, but the nostalgia of a box score, and I don't I don't go to like the post like you do, but I get those box scores, you know, off of my scores app, where I'll mm-hmm. I'll click on the team and I'll look at their line, then I'll click on the other team and I'll check out that side, um, yep. because that was what you did growing up. I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah, you know, guys, as the as the guy in this group that doesn't have a team so to speak i mean bill you got the you know the rays and todd you got the Braves, and, and now you got your yankees and i'm you know I'm, I, I love baseball and i watch it but i'm not you know if a team lost or won i'd, I'd be excited or, or not but the thing that's kind of cool is that on uh july 26th well really the morning of the 27th once all the teams have played a game and a couple have played two games it was really cool because while it was what 65 days late, 75, 85 days late, there was 15 teams in the country that were like, this is our year. This is our year. The Reds win, you know, the, the, the Red Sox win. Springs eternal, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it just, it was was awesome. And, um, and even now, you know, it's, it's 92 games have been played. Um, and there's, there's teams that all of a sudden are like, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it after three games. This is like our year. And it just, it's so interesting to see that. So let's, let's just kind of go through and let, about, let's just. How about this too, real quick. Um, all, all by Sunday, everybody had won a game and everybody had lost a game by Sunday. Happens After quick, three games, everybody yeah. had a win and a loss, which that's unbelievable. That, that's, yep. that never happens. There's always somebody who goes 0 and 4, 0 and 6 or 12, 10 and 0, whatever. But yeah, uh, man, I remember, you know, a, I think it was the, I think it was the, Tigers. Tigers. Wrong. I think it was the Tigers that went like 21 and 0. Great. Yeah, uh, bring that up. That's 1984, the year they went 35 and 5 and, you know, beat the Padres in 5 in the World Series. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I no appreciate problem. you reminding <laughs> me about that. 1984. Think, Thank think you. Yeah, the, uh, the Orioles went 0 19 one year. 0 and um, 22 or 23, the Orioles. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was brutal. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Bill. I'm, a, I'm an Orioles fan. Thanks for bringing that no, up. You're not. That. No, you're not. <laughs> Um, so guys, what, what's jumped out to you, Bill, let's start with you. You're, you're kind of the baseball, I, I mean, like, is there a, your, your boy showy Atani, uh, what was, <laughs> went for the millennium ERA? No, it's, it's uh, infinite. It's impossible to calculate an ERA if you don't get an out. Um, wow. yeah. there's nothing better in, you know, look, he's going to be fine. Um, he's a, he's a great player and he'll be, he'll, he'll probably come back and have a great game. <clears throat> but, you know, you're speaking about fantasy, Anthony, there's nothing better, you know, the memories from baseball for me, uh, and I'm sidetracking off here, but there was a pitcher for the Cardinals, and I'm going to – the name uh, – um, Watson. Uh, I can't remember his first name. 
last name was Watson. And I I had tickets, I had tickets um, for me and my buddy, Jeff, my buddy, Tom, we are all three original members of the fantasy league. And Watson was Tom's pitcher. And we're behind the plate in the scout seats. We're just three rows up from the net. (laughs) And of course, Watson goes a third of an inning, gives up eight runs to start the game. And Tom Shear, who has Watson is sitting right between, you know, Jeff and I, and there's nothing more fun than, Watching a guy's picture just get ripped live. Uh, so anyways, I just love that stuff. But look, for me, um, some of the key things I think, well, one is the Padres uniform. Fantastic. I love the brown and yellow making its comeback, even though brown's a really hard color to wear uh, for most fans, except for you Cleveland Browns fans. Um, and and yeah, there was a great story, and I'm going to forget his name, and I apologize, pitching for the Rockies. They got his first win in seven years. Yeah. He came up, uh, he was actually a draft pick of, not the Yankees, but maybe the Sox in 2008 or nine. And he um, came up and pitched well in the early 2010, 11, 12 range, but then completely lost it. Could not. Mm. He had 68 walks in like 47 innings. He, he just lost it. Went to the minors, kept working on it, kept working on it, working on it. And he got a win for the Rockies this weekend. This is a great comeback story. So th- that, those kinds of things, that's baseball. It's, you just don't see that in, um, as much in other sports, that, that sort of thing happening. Uh, so, look, I don't have a specific thing other than, um, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to all of yours. Well, Matt, let me go to you because you're, uh, you're on kind of a, a weight loss journey. Uh, Carlos Stanton um, looks different, doesn't he? He looks healthy. He looks uh... – I tell you, the home run he hit the other night, that 483-yarder, <laughs> boy. Holy Toledo. Yarder, yarder. Wow, that's oh amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> he hit that one, and he knew right away. You could tell by the look on his face. But, you know, the Yankees have been benefited from this delay because they all got healthy. Um, he was down here in Tampa working out. So was uh, Judge, uh, DJ Lemieux. A lot of them were here, and that certainly helped him a lot. But he looks um, – more athletic than he ever has. He's not as bulked up. And he's swinging the bat really nicely. Um, uh, it's going to be a good season. Uh, Daniel Todd, Bard, that's Todd, his name, right, Bill? Thanks. Daniel yeah. Bard, Bard, yeah. Thanks. Dan yeah. Bard, yeah. Thanks. Todd, your thoughts just overall on the season? Yeah, echo everything that uh, Bill and Mel said. Um, from a Braves perspective, uh, Ronald's got to get going. Um, Acuna, he's got 10 strikeouts his first 16 at-bats. I mean, that's just Oof. that's just tough, right? Um, but it's like, as, that's like four more than uh, – than, uh, Tony Gwynn had all year. Tony Gwynn had all year. <laughs> different, different era, but uh, I get where you're going in that. And, and as Bill said, I forgot who Bill referred to. He'll be fine. He'll, it's, it's early yet. He'll, be, he'll oh, settle yeah. in. He'll be good. Completely. Um, he's the so, same. Yeah, no, yeah, and 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 Bill, I know you. Uh, he's not your favorite player, but certainly uh, super talented. So I'm hoping yep. he he finds his way. Um, and uh, Azunia, what a great add to the Braves. Um, was really um, stinging that uh, Donaldson went to Minnesota. I think, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, Austin Riley slides in from left field to play third base, but Azunia is now the cleanup better, uh, protecting. Um, and Marquez is gone too, so yeah, you know, it was like the big change yeah. change in the lineup for the Braves. Yeah, Marquez opted out this year for sure. Yeah. Um, and so finally, um, I was watching on ESPN um, the Braves game yesterday. <laughs> Great game for a Braves fan, fourteen one defeat over the Mets. But Chipper Jones is now doing commentator, common, 
doing the, the, the color, color commentary. Yeah. <laughs> for, for um, ESPN and him and Rick Sutcliffe. And I guess they're bored being such a widespread. So they asked each guy, who do you think is going to win the world series? So Chipper, um, Chipper said the Rays. He, he likes Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays. And Sutcliffe said uh, Cincinnati Reds. Those are their, their two picks. Wow. So hey, I wouldn't have, we have those picks are in this group, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I, I pretty wild. Um, a uh, buddy of mine who follows baseball a little closer. I did said the Rays are loaded. They're, they're a good squad. Um, and now I'm looking at Tampa Bay and if they're beating my Braves 10 too, they must be loaded as well. Right, Bill? Yeah. So, well, anyway, I thought it was pretty it's, interesting. It's, 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 a, they got a, they got some great pitching and, but yeah. a lot of teams have great pitching, but uh great pitching and who's the kid today. He's, he's dealing. Um, well, Tyler glass now is, uh, glass now. Yeah. He's yeah. He really started, he got ripped opening day, right? He didn't pitch well at all, but he, um, Big tall kid, six six, skinny guy. Came from the Pirates. Um, his but, first you know, Bill, opening. Bill, he had he had more cutouts in the stands than he is used to playing in front of. So, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll tell you. By the way, did anybody? No commentary on the CGI at the Cubs game. Did anybody catch that? No, but did you see it the was Phillies really, fanatic? <laughs> yeah, that was great. He's that like, was yeah. so good. But but like there was a pop foul. I'm watching the game. Um, there was a pop foul down the right field line. You know, you know, seven rows back halfway to the but they had fans yeah. and there were fans and they're like standing up and i'm like what is that and and fox has figured out a way they can i don't know how they do it but they cgi in people when when there's empty seats and then like there's a home run at wrigley and there's a whole bunch of people standing and the ball bounces in the in the uh, camera batter's eye but the fans are like looking over there and i'm like how are they and then they showed replay it again without the cgi and it's, it just lands in an empty area wow, that's cool it's really cool and i think Look, they're they're. <laughs> we might be looking at what is it the future? It's like a video game we're watching on TV from home because nobody goes outside anymore. Well, like there's clearly <laughs> there's clearly a um, a uh, something to it because whoever's in the the booth, Bill, like there's a pop foul down the right right field line. The right, the right fielder and the first baseman go over to get it, and then it falls into the stands, and it, and the the crowd goes, oh, you know, like oh, they're doing really good at it. Yeah, yeah, they do it. There's, there's clearly the keyboard where you know the R key is the you know foul ball right field. That you know, yeah. Imagine you just buy, you hire a, like a DJ. Hey, here I got a, I got a day gig for you. You're going to come <laughs> scratch and mix the sounds for this ball game today. And they're like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Kinda I can cool. do it. Yeah. It is kind of neat to watch the, uh, the, uh, the, the ground staff bill, which I'm sure you got to know in the Padres, you know, they go out there and pick up the foul balls or the, the home run balls or the, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, my, my observation, by the way, yeah, go Bud ahead. Light, how about Bud Light um, letting you kind of get into a contest where you can get a home run ball during this year? Cause they're going to be nothing but collecting them from the stands yeah. and then they can just turn them over to a few people. And then Bud Light's going to let you uh, enter a contest to win a home run ball from your favorite team. And Bill, great. Bill, now that you mentioned that before, I'm let's say balls. they, they no, <laughs> no, uh, before let's say they went through ten cases of balls a, a game. Now because of COVID, six. it's like now it's like triple what they normally yeah. did. So now they have even more balls to give away. I guess after. Yeah, I want to know who's rubbing up. You know, they had to rub up seventy-two balls before every game. I actually got to do that a couple of times. Help rub up the balls before the game. Super fun. The mud from Delaware. You put it in each palm. You rub the ball around. Put it back in the box. But uh, you know that it was always the clubby. It wasn't an umpire. I, umpires don't do that. They, the guy who runs the umpires clubhouse rubs up the balls. You know, it's funny, Bill. Is, is, is you know when when I coach Ryan's baseball team. 
there was nothing better for him as a pitcher than to get that brand new ball from the umpire, like that untouched, not even, you know, just, just to have a brand new ball to throw that first pitch, you know, is uh, just too slick for these guys, what they're trying to do with the ball. Yeah. Too slick. So they, Uh, they my my observation before we move on, um, Shane Bieber, Indians, 14 strikeouts on opening day. Mm. Wow. You know, broke, broke the Indians record. Uh, pretty impressive for opening day beat, beat Bob Feller and, uh, I forget who the, the other guy was that he, but any, anytime you see, you break a feller record, Todd, as you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, so here's your standings after the first week, uh, AL East, uh, Baltimore, uh, Toronto, New York Yankees, uh, tied Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota tied and Oakland, uh, you know, they, they played the extra game, uh, by the way, it was weird to wake up, open up my ESPN app, See the highlight like video was A's win on walk off grand slam. I clicked the video to watch it. <laughs> I watch it. He hits the home run, and I thought this must be a foul ball because it, there's no noise. And then I realized, shit, that's the that's the home run. There is no noise. It was really weird, wasn't it, to watch the the walk off grand slam and not a single sound. Yeah, especially at home. <laughs> hey, Bill, I have a I have a question. I know, Shoni, we want to move on, but um. So as an old baseball guy, what do you do when a rookie gets called up and how do you give him the silent treatment when he hits his home run, right? <laughs> I've seen guys hitting home runs and like they're giving themselves because everyone's being very careful. So what's yeah. the new silent treatment for the young guy? Yeah, that's, first well, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a good question. How will that, how will that look instead of them just sitting? Well, a lot, I, I've seen a couple of times the dugout empties. They all just haul ass down the tunnel. So when the guy comes back, there's nobody there. That's (laughs) That's probably, that's probably it. Yeah. I love it. So over in the NL, um, Atlanta and, uh, Miami as of right now tied for the lead, uh, that that'll change tonight. Uh, St. Louis and Chicago in the central and San Diego Padres in the league in the West. If the season ended right now, Bill, (laughs) if the season ended right now, um, one quick, one quick fun video. Did you guys see the, the manager got ejected in Pittsburgh. <laughs> the, and put the, the arguing with the, the mask, mask on. And then he argued, distanced. and the umpire pulls this wrinkly old ratty ass mask out of his pocket <laughs> to argue with the, with the umpire. The umpire just had a, or the player, the coach just pulled up his, his, his yeah. shirt. His right? gator. Yeah. His gator. gator. Yeah. Yeah. gator yeah. But the umpire pulled out his like wrinkly ass mask, hooked it on one ear. <laughs> the other ear was ripped. So he kind of was holding it up in front of his ear fighting. It was so funny. And it was just so, but you know, good, for, good for them for doing it because had they not done that, there would be somebody protesting that baseball doesn't get it right. Baseball like, doesn't get social distancing. I saw today in the Padre game early, um, a pitching change, pitching coach comes out, no mask. He forgot it. And so he's, he's, he's doing this thing. He's covering Bar the glove in the pitcher. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's just holding his hand over his mouth while he's talking. I'm like, dude, that ain't working. Yeah, <laughs> you so gotta bring funny. your mask next so, time. So, Bill, another rule is is the pitchers have to take the rosin bag off the mound Their own and bring it in bag. and out, right? Yeah. So they kept showing uh, Fulty, the Braves pitcher tonight, and and Chip Carey was joking, going, Mike, you forgot. You forgot the bag. And he'd go halfway and he'd be like, oh, you turn around and run back and get his rosin bag. <laughs> That's what messed him up. It's, a, it got it's a new rule. Hey, I'll go with that. I'll go with yeah. that. Yeah. So they're learning. He's a great, he's a great pitcher. <laughs> Obviously, latest news, let's just touch on it really quickly. Uh, Marlins opened up their series in Philadelphia. They come back to Miami. They do some testing. 11 players, maybe more now. Is it higher now, Todd? 
No, it's a, t- a bunch of them though, right? And they, yeah. they, they never left Philly, dude. They didn't fly back because they had too many guys that were positive to get on a plane. They're still oh, okay. In Philly. So they tested yeah. at the, in Philly. Yeah. They tested yeah. positive. Okay. So that affects not only the Phillies and the Marlins, but it affects the Orioles and it affects the Yankees, who are the next mm. teams to play those two teams. So those games are being postponed. Um, right now there's talk of the taxi squad, which is the next 30 guys waiting in kind of the minor leagues. They'll bring the whole taxi squad up and demote the whole starters down. Um, this is going to be interesting how this works out. And it's clearly going to be one of those, um, you know, let's say the Marlins lose the next six with a taxi squad and then, and then, you know, finish one game out of the playoffs. Um, Fun, fun, fun arguments to make, but mm. what do you think, Bill, of the overall picture of the testing? Look, the PGA Tour with a bubble has done a great job. It really has done a great job. Since Hartford, we really haven't heard anything about it. The, right? the players were offered a bubble in, in the MLB world, and they said no. They didn't want to play in Arizona and Florida um, and stay contained. You know, for Now, when they said no, it was going to be for four or five months because we thought they'd get back earlier than right. <laughs> you know, July. July, um, yeah. So if it's just 60 games, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have got to a place like the NBA is doing, like the M- MLS is doing, like hockey is going to be able to kind of do. So, yeah, that part's kind of a, kind of a mistake, I think. We'll see. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, according to the meeting that Manfred had with the owners today, they didn't even discuss canceling the season. They're just discussing what to do, how to handle this, how to move forward. And I've, I keep hearing, you know, sports analysts say this is just proving the testing is working. They're identifying the problem and they're being very transparent about it. And that's good. Yep. But, but if it, if, if, if four or five Phillies test positive in the next day or two, that's going to create an issue because yeah, these well, are guys, it, that's going to be interesting. What'll be interesting Bill, is, is when they can go back and say, okay, it was the first baseman on the Phillies who was next to six of the Marlins on these occasions at first base. And it yeah. was this guy who high-fived this guy going around the base, you know, whatever. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see if they can, you know, the whole tracing thing of yeah. where were you at and who were you with um, will be yeah. really interesting. Yeah. But and, we all- and, and, and young men full of testosterone, testosterone, you know, all A-type personalities, the dudes are going to go out. And, and the, that's the problem, right? I think, you know, we're, we'll, t- we'll talk basketball a little bit. But what Lou Williams did is inexcusable. Um, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what the Korean baseball organization did? You know how the KBO got started, right? <clears throat> about three months ago, four months ago. They've been playing a long time. If there was one positive test from one person, one player, the entire season's canceled. That's how they started the season. And they've had zero tests positive. Because who wants to be the guy who canceled an entire season? Right. So they're all completely self-contained. They're, not, they're quarantining. They want to play. That's rough, but it's working. So I don't, I don't know if that would work here. Todd, uh, jump in. You want to add something? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, we've all said what a, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but blessing baseball coming back is. And we've said previous shows that there's no bitching this year. Uh, you know, the schedule is bad. This is bad. So if they do decide we're promoting 30 AAA guys to play, so be it, it, right? Love it. Yeah. Um, so be it. And, and also, um, you know, just because some guy high-fived someone who tested positive doesn't mean he's going to get it, right? I mean, of course, we're jumping. Yeah, yeah we, we got to wait and see. Um, let's see. I, next I, I was just meaning that, like people no, to be uh, looking at like as a Pruder, as a Pruder film, right? Like uh, no, this I got is what you. happened, yeah. I got you, uh, 100%. And, and let's see who tests negative tomorrow, right? Um, 
you know, they, they let you back in if you have two negative tests in a row after you test positive, right? So let's see how serious this is. But again, um, I'm glad that the baseball saying we're moving forward one way or the other. Um, and, and hopefully this is a wake up call like Bill saying, Hey, don't, <laughs> don't go out and get a, a, you know, chicken wings at your favorite joint um, right. and bring it back in. Right. So, yep. all right, Matt, let's turn to golf. Uh, 3M championship up in Minnesota, a hot, hot tournament, not exactly a star studded field. There were some great players up there, but Michael Thompson wins his second PGA tour event seven years away from when he won the Honda classic in uh, 2014. Um, kind of a cool story about this kid, right? Uh, makes the Masters as a rookie or as, a, as, a, as an amateur, plays with Ben Crenshaw, the defending champion, calls a penalty on himself. Crenshaw pulls him aside, says, are you sure you want to do this? You know, uh, you got a chance to make the cut. He says, no, no, I, I know the ball definitely moved. I didn't mean it to move, but it moved. Crenshaw says, are you sure? He says, yeah. He goes on to bogey the next two holes, misses the cut by three. Um, says it was the best decision of his life. Uh, guess what? He's going back to Augusta in, in November. What do you think about that, Mel? I loved watching him come down the stretch. Got his swing smooth. It's very – and he's got a great putting stroke. But 16, 17, and 18, he hit – there was pressure on him to not screw up, and he didn't. He made a great putt on 16. He had a great shot on 17. And he, the putt on 18, just you could see all of the – just the pressure, just kind of relief from him. It was it was fun watching him come down the stretch. Mal, as a golfer, that. you've golfed your, your most your whole life. Uh, let's talk about that bunker shot on sixteen. That was a mm. great shot. If I give you a bucket of balls, how many do you get within six feet, like he did from what sixty-five yards on the so green? I don't side? know how many I would get six feet, but <laughs> anyone I did would be lucky. <laughs> All right, I might get a couple. Because you'd yeah. have to hit it perfectly, and that was such a good shot. Oh my god! The such way he a good shot. Exploded out to you know the distance he needed to have it bounce twice, spin right. Uh, yeah. Oh, so good! And just his swing is so methodical, right? And and all every player on the on Twitter, every play, you know the players that talked about him on the tour. Uh, Bill, did you have a chance to watch any of it? Just uh, the final round, yeah. I was kind of too tied into baseball everywhere else yeah. on Friday, Saturday. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, same, just like kind of back what what Anthony said. Uh, just watching him finish strong because I mean, even that, even just like the approach on eighteen. You know, it's not the easiest of shots. It wasn't long, but there's water everywhere. There's trouble behind the green. That was a great shot, too. and yeah, and just the sigh of relief, the 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 fist bump with his caddy to know that he'd done it. Was for very very cool feeling. So. And I guess he played in an. Uh, he meant he mentioned it in his uh, post-tournament uh, interview with uh, Amanda Balionis there that he's now into a bunch of other tournaments, mm. and yeah. um, he played US the, Open. His, his US, <laughs> mm-hmm. the U.S. Amateur where they're playing the U.S. Open. So he's going to get to go back and play like one of his favorite courses. Uh, he hasn't played it as a pro, nice, which I thought was pretty cool. Todd, what did you, you think of the twelve this week? Ah, uh, God, what a, you know, only second year, right, for the 3M in, in Minneapolis. So, um, thought Matthew Wolf was a, a, a great champion. He, uh, he battled. Um, actually had Max Homa this week, um, a great Twitter follow, but he, uh, he made a run at it. Um, listen, we, uh, we all say how, you know, these guys have a ton of money and they have these endorsement money and they don't care. Um, Tony Finau 
has gone through his second caddy going on to number three this week. I mean, this is a guy who is seeing that he wants to win and for whatever reason is stumbling on the weekend. Um, so he's actually going to have his brother caddy for him now. And again, it just kind of clicked, something clicked inside saying, you know, the us laymen think, Oh, these guys don't care. They care. He's, he's, so happy that he's knocking on the door, but so frustrated that he's got all these top He might be a good pick in the PGA, though, because yeah, close, close the last couple of weeks, just – Yeah, know. yeah. Sure, uh, sure. St. Jude this week in Memphis, right, Sean? WGC? Yep. Tiger has decided not to play. 45 of the top 50 golfers will be there for the, for the WGC championship in Memphis. Um, I think 37 of the, of the last 40 uh, winners on the tour. Um, quick story, Adam Long. Uh, Ties runner up for in 3M made the cut on the number on Friday, mm. right? Made the cut on the number in his last 38 holes, went 16 under. <laughs> uh, I think uh, 19 birdies, two eagles, and a bogey, or something like that. Um, last player to make the cut on the number and win, Brant Tiger Woods. Oh, Brant Snell, Brant Snell. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger did it. Tiger did it at Torrey Pines. Yeah, and uh, Rory also did it as well. Um, but Brent Seneker, last one uh, to All do right. it. Uh, huge win for Michael Thompson. I'll, I'll be excited. You know, he'll be one of those must-watch at the Masters next year or in, in November. Uh, just that story, you know, Ben Hogan – or uh, Ben Ben Hogan, Ben, ben Crenshaw yeah. talking yeah. about just the, the integrity of this kid. I shared it with you guys, you know, the, the quote on Twitter. It was really cool. Um, Todd, let's go to the EPL really quick. Your, your thoughts on the last day kind of just – for the people who don't know how that works on the last day, it's kind of cool the way they do it. Yeah, so um, really quick, what, like 30 minutes are we going to spend on here? <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? So, hey, what's really cool A trophy about- got hoisted. Okay, move on. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, if it was just that simple, it would be, be really quick. Um, what they do, I think it's really cool. Uh, the last day, they start um, all 10 games at 11 a.m., right? So everyone starts at the same time. So uh, this year, the – anticlimactic portion of it was Liverpool with seven games to play, won the champions, won the champions uh, championship for the premier league. So they actually hoisted the trophy, their last game um, this last week. So that was really cool. But uh, there were champions league implications and there was also relegation implications. So the top four teams in the premier league play champions league soccer, which is the Europe, all the champions of Europe get together and play a year long tournament, season long tournament, I should say. So Liverpool and Manchester City were already in, mathematically in. So there were three teams, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Leicester City, all vying for two spots, right? So, um, Bill, uh, your, your Reds, Manchester United, uh, played Leicester City. So yeah. winner was pretty much in, and they, they took care of business and beat Leicester City 2 nothing. Chelsea beat Warhampton 2 nothing also. So the two spots belonged to Man U. Uh, to Chelsea, Leicester City's in the Europa League, which is kind of the junior European circuit, and Wolverhampton is outside looking in, um, finishing. Um, so that, and then you have the relegation. Uh, the top three teams get relegated to the Champions League. Um, Norwich City was already relegated. Um, they only had 21, they only accumulated 21 points all season. But again, there were two spots and three teams. So there was Watford, Bournemouth, and Aston Villa out of Birmingham, uh, two of those guys were going down, right? So um, uh, Bournemouth needed the most help. 
they needed to win and have the other two guys lose. Um, they won three to one versus Everton. Uh, Wadford lost three two versus Arsenal. So they needed an Aston Villa loss, and they would have been promoted. Long story short, uh, Aston Villa tied one one with West Ham. So uh, Norwich City, Watford, and Bournemouth are going down. So um, real quick, and I'll turn it over. I don't want to be too long winded. But a guy in my neighborhood is a West Ham fan. He lived in London, right? And so last Friday, uh, they secured, um, you know, staying up, right? And I remember I saw him, I go, hey, Gary, West Ham, West Ham won. And he looked at me, he goes, we're staying up, we're staying up. <laughs> and I just thought it was so cool that he was so excited. Like he knew exactly, I'm like, West Ham, he's like, we're staying up. So um, he's like, I was recording it, you son of a bitch. I was going to watch <laughs> no, it later. No, there, he's, <laughs> no, he's, he's so angry. Like he thinks West Ham should be at the top, you know, battling for, for Champions League play. That um, you know, he fully expect, expects him to stay up, stay up, but you never know, right? Todd, you know, I watched a recording up. of an economist right today that right. might bring him into town. Anthony, he's a really good guy out of a Sage Consulting, and he's very entertaining. And he's uh, he's uh, Indian by descent of you know uh, I'm trying to think of his first name Abinar, a really okay. funny guy, really funny. And he he had West Ham crap all behind him. And I'm like, wow. He's from, teams, he's from London, you know? right? He must be from well, he's, London. Uh, he was born here in the States, actually. His parents were okay. you know, yeah. immigrated from London. But uh, yeah, a big West Ham fan. You just said there's two in the world. That's awesome. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, and Sean, Aston Villa, they said them staying up and avoiding relegation um, was a $200 million um, uh, boon. What's a boon for the owners? Yeah. It's yeah. just, it is devastating That's to be relegated. Amazing. God, devastating. Wow. So wow. there you go. Oof. Well, we're trying to keep the show short. Let's, let's hit NBA really quick. Cause there's a fun story in the NBA, uh, <laughs> NBA bubble, Orlando, keeping the players in tight. Uh, With no, no positive heavily. tests, right? No positive tests. Uh, but some players have decided to leave the bubble. Austin rivers decided to leave the bubble for personal reasons. Uh, Lou Williams decides to leave the bubble for personal reasons. He attended a funeral, right? Well, he was – one of his buddies actually posted an Instagram picture of him at a strip club in Atlanta. <laughs> picking up food. Picking up food because he said he, after it came out that he tested, you know, was coming back in the bubble and, and tested, tested positive. Well, he didn't, he he didn't had, test positive. T- he, yeah, just, did, he just went to a place he wasn't supposed to go. Correct, correct. Went, out, went outside the bubble and um, a place where there was more than 15 people. And he said he was just picking up food. and. Right. Then the guy who posted it took the picture down and said that was from a previous time. Yeah, the guy who posted yeah, he by was the way, with is a, a wristband that he got yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> the guy who posted it is a, is a rapper that yeah. lives in Atlanta. So it was a buddy of his. Yeah. Um, interesting story. But then I was listening to – Some friend, been, huh? It wasn't Ramona Shelburne, but it was somebody who interviewed Lou Williams about three months ago, maybe longer. And they were talking about Atlanta and it's called the magic palace or something. It's, it's a gentleman's club, but they also serve food. And three months ago, Lou Williams said, it's my favorite place for wings. I mean, they got the best food ever. So there's a, there's tape of him saying he goes there to eat a lot. I actually believe him. And there were no dancers (laughs) and there, I know it's weird. And there were no dancers there, right? They haven't been dancing there for months. And so he went there legitimately to get wings potentially, but but the uh, league has said, no, 10 days. You're quarantined for 10 days, and um, you, you, you shouldn't have done that, right? 
So are they setting an example? You think maybe? Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So it's quarantine like timeout kind of. It's, I mean, you don't you don't leave your room for for ten days. We'll bring the yeah. food to you. Yeah, you got to stay away from everybody. Have no contact. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh pretty amazing. And they could have you know they could have made a fourteen, I guess, but we'll yeah. see. But so that, two that, games that is going to miss kicks for sure. Off, that season kicks off uh, the thirty first. Is it Monday? Is it Friday? Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday the Lakers night. and yeah. Clippers first game Thursday night. What a great game! And then, yeah. NHL, yeah, no I believe, is, sa- is Saturday night or is NHL Friday night? NHL Saturday. Saturday. Oof, okay. Man. So yeah, so a lot coming up. A lot Let's coming go up. Rangers, clap, 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 clap. Yep. Let's go Rangers. A lot coming up. So gonna be fun. Uh, we got the, you know, we got the WGC this week, guys. Then we got the PGA. Then we got the FedEx Cup. Then we got one tournament in between the, or we got, we actually had the PGA. Then we got the Greensboro Open. Uh, it's called something at Wyndham, I think. Now, is that right? Wyndham. Uh, and, right. Then, and then the FedEx Cup starts. Uh, um, a lot of question about Tiger not playing this week, uh, choosing to take another week off after, you know, struggling at Mirrorfield uh, with a couple 76s. So it's going to be a loaded August and September. Bill, jump in. You're, you're dying well, to say I mean, something. <laughs> I'm just, what about your college football? Yeah. Hey, man, I, I see Oklahoma is starting a week early. So they're actually uh, moving the needle the other way. They moved their opening game. I forgot who it's To, to week zero, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So yeah. um, fingers crossed. Who knows? That's yeah. The college sports to me are tougher. Um, I think pro sports, there's no reason not to play if you have people willing to Because they're professionally paid. paid athletes, yeah. Yeah. Correct. And I'm, I'm really – trust me, no one wants college sports to happen more than me, but um, – yeah, let's, let's hope. Let's yeah, hope. Bill, you know, obviously watching what Riley and Ryan, you know, I kind of vented on on Facebook tonight. Um, Riley, you know, her senior year, she's all virtual, so she's going to stay in Columbus. Wow. Um, Ryan heading off to his freshman year. Um, right now, you know, three of his classes are in person. Two of those are his golf classes. And the, and the instructor said, look, I'll hold the course on the driving range if I have to, um, you know, to be outside if, if needed. Um it's it's just different. You know, if college students can't go back, it's hard to believe that college athletes could go back and, and, and be right. not just practicing with the team, but with each other. But you're right, Todd, it, Todd, you know, for those, for those of you not watching, <laughs> uh, Todd's making the money, uh, the money symbol you know, with his hands. Um, it, it's a big deal. It's, you know, I, I saw something uh, from the Mississippi state admin uh, to the faculty, kind of a letter, a letter, uh, more just a, a general overview, but saying, you know, if, if, if college campus doesn't happen in Mississippi state in Starkville, Mississippi this fall, there's a 50 to $70 million impact on the town. Yep. Now multiply that times every small little town. And then to the big towns, like even Columbus, you know, I think Columbus capital, right. And Gainesville, big city, um, a massive impact. Uh, with uh, 50,000 students and their parents not coming back into town and moving back in and rents and, you know, who knows? Yeah. And uh, we'll see. And we'll, so we'll talk, we'll talk college sports bill uh, in the next couple of weeks and, and hope we have someone. I think, I think you gave us good advice. You know, guys, I think back to the episode we did from, from my condo on spring break when it first broke and, you know, we all were positive. We all thought, ah, this won't happen. This won't be long. Now we're, taking Bill's message of assume it's not going to happen. And if it does, it's a bonus, right? So, yeah. yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it's too bad that, 
that's the way it's worked out. But um, let's just, you know, hey, let's just hope that, um, you know, worst case scenario, they're playing in the spring. That'd be very interesting, kind of cool, kind of different. You never know. Yeah, we'll see. Sure would. You know? Sure would. Yeah. You got basketball, football. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the crazy. Masters in November, right? Kind of yeah, like the exactly. Masters in November. Yeah. You just yeah. make it work, right? We'll, we'll be watching, work. right? So let's go around the horn really quick. Mal, what do you got coming up this week? But I know you're you're busy down there. The Tampa, my Tampa agent team has been busy. How's your inventory, and what's what's coming up this week? Inventory is horribly low. <laughs> it, it 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 doesn't seem to be getting any better. We had is uh, it a seller's market, Mal? It is. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely is at all price points, which is kind of uncommon here. Uh, we get them in the mid. We get varying seller versus buyer markets at different price points. Here, it's it's pretty much sellers across the board. Um, so, as again, as we've talked about in the past, Sean, there's a lot more work to get somebody under contract. You got sure. two, three deals, and uh, you got to look at a little bit more. Um, we have uh, an inspection on Wednesday. Our boy Bill Counts got a his first listing under contract in a day over in St. Pete. So that one will get inspected. He got another uh, um, another buyer under contract. Actually, our good buddy, Scott Euler. Hello, Scott. Uh, nice. Referred us a, a friend of his. Um, and uh, Bill got uh, that family under contract in St. Pete. Uh, they'll be coming down this day. Went under contract. They haven't seen the home yet. They've seen it on Bill's video and they've seen pictures, but they – they were in a multiple offer situation as well from Cincinnati. They're under contract. We'll have that one inspected this week and we'll meet our clients for the first time, which will be kind of cool. Uh, Super cool. And besides that, I'm going to keep trying to work on a golf game a little bit, trying to straighten that shit out. Uh, it's getting there. Nice. Uh, nice. Good to have you. What about you, that. buddy? Todd? You meet it, Todd. Oh, oh rookie mistake. Details, details, right? Um, <laughs> I got Zoom fatigue. I'm sorry. I got Zoom there you fatigue, go. Good. So. Good. Uh, no, Sean, um, again, uh, just kind of a normal week uh, coming up. I'm going to pick spots to go see customers, right? Um, it's not the wild, wild west like it used to be where you could just show up uh, and, and surprise anyone. You got to be a little more calculated, a little more uh, considerate. And, um, again, some people don't want to see me, uh, nothing personal. Other people are like, come in, <laughs> we want to see you so bad. So, uh, other than that, this week, I'm going to focus on, um, taking market share through discretionary business, right? A lot of my job, um, I always say follow up, follow up, uh, protecting our, my turf. Um, if we write the spec, we got to make sure that it stays that same way, which is, Still extremely important. Um, but that said, I need to also um, look at where I can uh, capture market share and um, win um, so, some some dollars in market share through discretionary work. So that's, I just need to, it's complicated. There's 9 million ways to look at it. I need to pick one or two or three things and focus heavily on it and, and make it happen. And if it's not working, shift my focus. So um, that's kind of the, uh, the business. Um, business attitude this week and uh, uh, personally just going to try to again uh, enjoy the, the moment as it is right now and, and really hoping that we get back to uh, normal quote unquote uh, with college football in the fall and the masters in April but uh, until that happens we've got to enjoy what what's being presented to us and make the best of it so you got it man love yeah, it man. Todd keep up the good work man Bill thanks uh, Let's always start with the real estate sessions. Great episode last week with Lindsay Dreyer. Uh, Dreyer, not so smart, huh? 
just just love her approach and the fact that she's her confidence you can tell makes her a great leader to be able to lead from from you know 700 miles away or wherever distance is she is from new hampshire down to dc really really amazing spirit and uh leadership yeah and then this week's episode's kind of blah you know sean oh is it (laughs) is it a sean carpenter or well this is uh this week is my uh, fifth anniversary week for the podcast. So it was July of 20, the last week of July, 2015 that I called Jay and said, Hey, let's do an episode. Do you mind? He goes, nah, it's fine with me. And so what I did was I decided to take um, my most loyal listener and uh, we go down a journey. <laughs> reminiscing it's kind of about fun. Yeah. It. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks we talk about some that. stats, some, some trivia. Mal, Mal, you are one, you're, you're part of a yeah. trivia answer. Part one of, one of, of, one of only yeah. eight people I think had been on the show twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, that publishes tomorrow. And nice. I, I wanted to point out, or just kind of say this, that we have now pushing towards thirty people that are signed up for Joe Rand's Reading Between the Lines book club. When We're not going to call a book club. August twelfth at one thirty p.m. Um, and so it's uh, just let me, let me know if you want to go, Sean. I'll send you the link. And, it, you know, for anybody that reads that book, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun having Joe there. I'm trying to explain to people, how would you, how would you describe Joe Rand, Sean? Funny, smart, high energy. He's got a whole lot. Genuine. Genuine. He's, he's, yeah. a, uh, he's a genuine New Jerseyer, which means if you're expecting someone to kiss you in the mouth and punch <laughs> you in the face at the same time, he'll be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Does he charge for those services? Or? <laughs> Well, he's yeah. an attorney with a master's in law from Stanford. So he probably does. Oh, wow. I'm sure he does. Yeah. A Jersey boy yeah. went to Stanford. Wow. That's, yeah. He's actually awesome. more, I think he's New York, right? He grew up in Westchester. Yeah, he's, he just, he's not going to, he he's, he's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to. He's like every other Yankee fan out there. He's not going to put the shooter. napkin. He's not going to put the napkin in your, he's just going to put the no. food on your plate and say, if you mess up, if you mess up yeah. your shirt, fuck you, you messed up the shirt, right? Like yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's it, I can't wait to do that. And, uh, and then we're looking at like Shelly Zavitz, you know? As another guest there, nice. Whitney Ellis. I can go through the litany of uh, of authors I've interviewed, and I think we're going to all make them part of the series where you get oh, to. You actually- know, Chris Smith would love to talk about his book, so that's always good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. Yes, he would. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, which one? Because yes, are you are you traveling, Bill, this week? No, no, I'm uh, very local, which is fine with me. So, some yeah. Zoom meetings. Uh, I am working really hard on our personal CRM called Pulse. It was developed by uh, internally here with uh, Fidelity National Financial, and we've got some sales execs that need some they need some more help with using their own CRM. So you know how much I preach about CRM. So um, my job this week is to get a few of those people on track. Awesome, awesome. Well, I got a I got another webinar uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Longleaf Pines Realtor Association down in Fayetteville, North Carolina with my good buddy, Zan Monroe. Uh, great speaker, Bill. You got to have Zan on your show. He's got some great stories. Okay. Uh, I need to introduce you for him. He's a, he's a great uh, person. Um, and then just catching up, you know, guys, I had, I had a day where I had really nothing on the schedule, Bill. I did the video for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a day where really nothing on the schedule, like really literally nothing. Mal, I was on, I was on my contactually, which is your Y Lopo, you know, your uh, fellow yep. boss. I think I crushed out about 196 contacts today. Um, wow. Yeah. And just between text, phone calls, video, text messages, emails, 
um, social media touches. It was just a, one of those days where I just feel that, that the ripple will, will come from this. I got a bunch of responses back. Um, does, does contactually have an A plus plus plus? I didn't think they did. <laughs> yeah. I'm four, I'm 4.0 as, as, okay. as, yeah, as long as you can get. So I, I'm ahead of the game. All but right. Bill, this is, this is, this is the problem. And Mal probably knows this. So sometime in the future, this will be November, or whatever, all of a sudden, all these touches will come due. Yep. And it'll be like, you have 94 touches to make up today. You know? So uh, <laughs> if I can do a, a good job staying ahead, but look, sports is back. Our friends are on within touch. I, I love our text messages uh, and all of our, our people that follow the show. Uh, listen to it because they love sports and uh, listening to us is just a bonus. So on behalf of Mal, Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus. Thanks for listening to the stare down.